This is the Tyson Durfee Show. Compete, lead, and become a champion. Hello, all you champions out there, and welcome to the show. Today is all about the 10-minute rule. Sometimes you crush it, sometimes you kill it, and it's amazing, and you're a champion, and that's awesome. But what do you do with yourself when it doesn't go so well? Well, I'm going to start off by telling you a little story about myself, and then I'll tell you how the 10-minute rule came about. So many years ago, I qualified for the National High School Finals. I went all the way through the state, you know, the state level, and I ended up getting second in the state of Missouri because I missed a calf. Should have won it, but I missed a calf. And I was really upset. See, at this point in my life, I wasn't patterned out. And I didn't really know what to do. And I, and I got so mad at myself for missing that calf that, you know, I carried that loss forward to the next rodeo, to the next rodeo, to the next rodeo. But then I went on to the national high school final. I thought, you know what? This is a clean slate. Who's going to care about state if I can win the nation or if I can do amazing at the nation? Then you know what, I can let that that state thing slide a little bit. Well, I do pretty good in the first two rounds, which was kind of like me in a nutshell back then. I could do pretty good until I got into the high pressure situations and it was more difficult for me. So on this particular day, you know, my dad's there. He's really, you know, he's really helped me to try to get to where I am. He's got a lot riding on me. I've got a lot riding on me. The whole state, I feel like, you know, had a lot riding on me or wanted me to do good. And I wanted to do good for myself. Let's be honest here. I I had worked and trained and and sacrificed and and just really did everything I could to get to that level. Well, all the hard work's done. Now I'm in the short go. And I'm in the short go in a really good position. Like I come back top five for the nation and all I got to do is make a good run. So I get ready to go. I back up in the box. I nod my head and I go, bam, I'm chasing after the calf. And before I know it, the calf is way out there in front of me. And I'm thinking to myself, oh no, oh no, oh no, he's too far out there. I better try to throw my rope as far as I can. And I throw my rope all the way to the end. And as the calf fades left, my loop goes underneath the neck and I miss the calf. I remember that moment like still to this day I rode out the back of the arena with my head hung low feeling like a complete failure not just to myself but a failure to you know my dad a failure to my friends a failure to my state failure to myself and I was literally so upset that I got sick to my stomach I remember meeting my dad back at the trailer and it was kind of like one of those times I mean I'm sure you know, for the rodeo athletes out there, you can kind of, you can relate to this. For the for the other people, the business people, the motivation people, you might relate to this too because anytime you get done after a major failure, you just feel defeated. You feel empty. You feel like you let somebody else down too. It could be in a relationship. It could be making it to your kid's basketball game and not making it there. It, it could be anything. But for me at this moment in my life, being such a young, moldable individual, I I was really upset. I was disheartened. And usually when we, we go through something, 
you know, that our whole world is wrapped up in, whether it's a, you know, a broken up relationship or something like that. We go through this fa- these phases and the, and the first phase is always like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. And then, and then we want to know why, why did this happen to me? How could this happen? You know, everything was going so great. And then after we get through that, we get angry for a second. I'm, it could be at that girl that dumped you. It could be at that business partner that, you know, did you wrong. It could be at <laughs> the client who cut you off, or it could be as a rodeo athlete getting angry for a performance that wasn't the best. And a lot of times we tend to pass that blame on to somebody else. We say, you know, we drew a bad calf or I can't believe they did this to me or whatever. So I went through all of these phases of, I guess, grief, you would call it. And it it really bothered me. I just didn't, I just didn't know how to handle it at the time. Fast forward a couple months later, me and my brother break into this house. We break into this house because we, and and it's an abandoned house. If you guys know my content, you might've heard this story before. We used to break into these abandoned houses and kind of look at them and dream of being able to purchase them and fix them up and then sell them. And, you know, if there was something to value, we might grab it. You know, if there was a hammer or something laying around, but these were really, really dirty abandoned houses. So I, I break into this abandoned house and I am rummaging and I promise guys, these two stories will line up. Before I go out on a big goose chase, I promise these two stories will line up. So I'm rummaging through this this house, and I feel this box poke me in the leg. I'm like, okay, what's in this box? Something feels feels new inside this box because the box is in a black uh, trash bag. So I open it up, and this this house is disgusting. Like it smells like you know really bad. It, it's just really really disgusting. So I rip this bag open. I'm probably about 17 years old at this time. And here is a 20, it's, I believe it was 24 cassette tape book of Tony Robbins, Unleash the Giant Within. And I'm like, whoa, this is kind of cool. I want to unleash the giant within. I just went through a bad struggle. It still bothers me. You know, I lost, you know, potentially a national championship over folding the pressure. I decided that I was going to take a look at this because I read the back of it and it was talking about, you know, personal growth, personal development, and all that stuff. So I said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to read and dissect and analyze and listen to everything that's in this, this cassette book. So I, I do. And one of the things that I realized was it wasn't that I was technically incorrect. It was that I failed because I was in my own head too much. As a, as a professional athlete, your training should be memorized and your mechanics should be so strong that you should just react. The truth about professional athletics is that we practice movements over and over and over again, sometimes thousands and tens of thousands of times to be able to get a movement down. And the goal is you wanna practice this so much that you just react and it actually just happens on its own. Well, what had happened to me was I was inside my head. I was thinking too much. Instead of just reacting the way I was supposed to, I had all this negative self-talk inside my head. And not only did it sabotage my state finals, it carried through and it sabotaged my national finals. And the thing is, after listening to this Tony Robbins thing, learning about personal growth, personal development, how to drive out negative thoughts, how to try to be the, the best you know, athlete 
or at least apply it to myself and be the best athlete that I could possibly be is I had to learn not to carry my failures forward. I had to shut them off. I had to lock them off. I had to get them in a space that said, okay, yes, I failed. Okay, yes, I made that mistake. Now, how do we move forward from here? How do we get better from here? How do we take this failure right now and turn it into a future success? And the truth is, through listening to those to that cassette book, I realized something that I hadn't realized before. Number one, that I was carrying these losses forward. I was holding on to them and they were eating me up day after day after day. And I think you can relate to that. You ever had like one of those, you know, moments with a coworker or a friend and you replay that thought over and over and over in your mind like the whole day? Like, oh, I wish I'd have said this. And you replay it in your head, you know, 15 different ways. The reason that you do that is because you're trying to recoup that moment and and gain control over it. But the truth is, the only way that you gain control over it is by letting it go. After listening to this Tony Robbins cassette book, I decided that I was gonna come up with this thing called the 10 minute rule. And I know that's a lot of backstory about how I came up with it, but I realized really quickly, at 17 years old, if I didn't learn how to compartmentalize my losses and kick them back into the past, that they would come forward and they would sabotage my future successes. Whether that be, you know, at the time, it was all about rodeo, but as I got older, I realized it was about business. It was about, you know, relationship with my wife. It was about relationship with my kids. I mean, think about it. How many of you kids out there, young individuals, have had an argument with your parents and it was really hard to get over? And you carried it with you for, you know, a month or a week or how many parents out there said something to, a, to your child that you actually didn't mean? You just said it out of anger said it out of maybe some maybe they did something that just really ticked you off and you just snapped it happens and this is where the 10 minute rule really comes in you have to understand that you have the ability and you have the strength to gain control over the space between your ears okay within my 10 minute rule there's some things that you got to know number one as long as you're by yourself you can do pretty much anything you want within 10 minutes of the failure, whatever it is. If you need to scream, if you need to holler, if you need to punch a punching bag, if you need to you know, do whatever you need to do to get that anger, to get that aggression out, think about it. How much better do you feel after you've like screamed at the top of your lungs? You feel like you've let it out. You feel like you've let it go. Or maybe, take it to a different example. Maybe you've been really upset about something happened to you and you go and you jump rope and you you know, do some cardio or you lift some weights or you hit the punching bag, how much better do you feel after that's out? That's right, you feel a lot better. Once you let that energy out, you begin to gain control over your composure again. That's what the 10 minute rule is all about. You got 10 minutes to get rid of it. Number one, you can do whatever you want in 10 minutes. Just don't hurt yourself or hurt anybody else or let anybody see you do anything crazy. Let's put it that way. The truth is, <clears throat> the truth is, if you don't let it out now, it's going to carry forward to the next rodeo, the next event, the next conversation with that loved one, the next <clears throat> sale in business. You have to let it out, okay? Number two, recognize and say, hey, what did, what did I do that caused this? 
always break it down into two different categories. Was it technical? Was it mental? Technical means, is it a learned skill that I need to master? Okay. Was it a learned skill that requires me doing this movement 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times, 10,000 times, over and over and over and over and over again to get? Or was it mental? Like for me, it was all that internal dialogue. Because I had missed a calf of the state high school finals, that internal dialogue, oh no, I hope I don't miss. Oh no, I hope I, I do good. Oh no, I got all this pressure on me. It was my mind that was causing all that, not the technical. Now granted, your mind does help you accomplish learning a technical skill much better if you're in an attitude of optimism. But the truth of the matter is, you gotta break it down into one or the other, okay? So step one, we've let out our aggression. Step two, we broke it down and said, is it technical or is it mechanical? Okay, if it's mechanical, we're gonna build a procedure to fix it. For example, let's say that you're a roper and you and you have trouble, you know, tying the calf. It's the wraps, they get you every time. Every time you try to put the wraps on, you're making mistakes, this has happened, that's happening. Well, you break it down and say, all right, this is a technical skill that I need to work on. All right, what's going on? My tail's coming in on my second wrap every time and it's causing my tie to get messed up. All right, we know that that's caused by your elbow not being out far enough. So you work on your tying every day. You make 10 runs, 20 runs, 30 runs every single day until you get it done, okay? Now, if it's mental, Break it down and work on a mental. So many people think that you just have confidence or you don't have confidence. That's the biggest thing from the truth I've ever heard. People think that people that are confident were just born that way, but the truth about confidence is you can train it. You can generate it. Much like energy at a power plant, you can generate it. Just like electricity is generated, you can generate confidence through practice, okay? And once the 10 minutes is over for me, it's done. I actually, lock it off. It's in the past. It cannot carry me forward. It's not one of those things that I decide that it can come back and haunt me for for weeks, days, months, years. Okay, and you might be asking yourself, how do you do that, Tyson? How do you do how do you lock it off? Well, one way to lock it off after the 10 minutes is sit down, close your eyes, visualize that running competition and or that conversation with the loved one and or whatever it is you're going through, visualize it going perfect 10 times in a row. And don't just visualize it, feel it. Think about that conversation that you had. How could I have handled that conversation better? This is what I said, this is what I've done. Visualize yourself saying and doing that. If it's competition, visualize your performance perfectly. Visualize the crowd telling you that was amazing. Visualize yourself doing an interview after the run, visualize all your friends and family coming up to you, giving you hugs and saying, oh my gosh, that was the most amazing thing ever. And once you do that 10 times, you will begin to see that your physiology will change. You'll begin to see the success at the end of the rainbow. You'll be able to see how things can be shifted and changed. You see, everything that we perceive is literally through the eye of the beholder. So if you see yourself you know, in that bad run, that bad conversation, that loss of a job, and you stay there, you're gonna perceive it as a negative. But if you see yourself 
even after the failure or the loss or whatever it is you're going through, if you visualize it 10 times over again, your physiology will begin to change. Your heart rate's going to change. Your body's going to change. You're going to begin putting your chest out a little bit more. You're going to think, all right, I got this. I can do this. Above and beyond that, there's another thing that you can do called the highlight reel. For myself, I have a whole lot of competition runs put together with some really cool music. And anytime I'm feeling down and I don't know how to get through it, I just go back and I watch those runs of competition over and over and over and over again. They truly will help me. Now, it's important to note that when you do this visualization and you watch your highlight reel directly after, you get out there and you carry yourself as if whatever just happened never happened at all. In 2016, I did not nod my head in round five at the national finals. The calf got let out. Next thing I know, I'm already chasing the calf. I rope him deep. He runs up the rope. He kicks me to like 18 or 19 seconds. I go back to the car and I'm hot. I am pinged off because I thought there goes my chance to win a world championship. It's out the window. There's no way that I can win it. And I said, you know what, Tyson? We're going to close our eyes. We're going to visualize that run that just happened. That was a complete and utter disaster. We're going to play it over 10 times in our head as if I tied that calf in eight. I did that. Then I repeated to myself, I refused to let you steal my joy. That's what I said to myself. I'm like, I refuse to let you steal my joy and you're not going to take my mind. And I was literally talking like to this invisible enemy. I know that's always knocking at the door. And I just took control. of. I said, I refuse to let you take my joy and I'm going to keep rocking and rolling. I went on round six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I won $147,000. I ended up winning the world championship that year. And the truth is, guys... At the moment where you think that thing you want is the furthest away is usually when it's the closest to you. You just have to keep the faith. You have to keep pushing forward. You have to realize that those losses, those failures, those things that hit you from the past, they're temporary. They're not there to stay. You have to pick yourself up and keep moving forward and realize that in 10 minutes of some kind of major failure, some kind of major loss, that you deal with it, let it out. Let that thing out. Deal with it. Go punch a punching bag. Go do whatever you need to do to let it out because once that aggression's out, you'll feel a lot better. The other thing is, make sure that you break it down. Is it mental or is it mechanical? Where is the mistakes? Then create a plan to make it better. If you're still not where you need to be, close your eyes and visualize that one thing that happened going correctly 10 times over again. And recite to yourself, I refuse to let you steal my joy. And then guys, you just pick yourself up and keep going. Listen, I understand that, you know, the loss of a loved one or a major failure, it it doesn't come, you know, it doesn't come overnight getting healed, getting, you know, feeling perfect. I do realize that the process to getting back on track should be quick. You should let your emotions out. You know, if it's a major thing where, you know, it was a loss of a loved one, somebody that you care about, make sure that you talk to somebody. Talk to a friend. Let them know how you're feeling. Let it out. Don't hold it inside. We all know those people that hold things inside too long and then they explode. You don't want to be like that. And if you do that, just recognize it and work on it. It's totally okay. Use the 10-minute rule to get yourself better, to get yourself moving forward. As always, guys, I hope you guys take it, use it, apply it. 
Don't forget my two-minute challenge every single day on Instagram, five days a week. I post at 9 a.m. to win cool stuff from like Cinch Jeans and Polaris Ranger and Toro and all my sponsors. All you got to do is comment within my post, right when I post, within two minutes. That's why it's called the two-minute challenge. If you do that, you're entered to win. I give coaching calls away, all kinds of stuff. So I hope you're there. We'll see you guys. Adios. Hey guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Tyson Durfee Show. If you don't mind, please, please, please subscribe to this podcast if you felt like you got value. Also, if you don't mind, write a review. Both of those things significantly help me out in getting this show to more people. And don't forget that there are more episodes, so go on to the next one. Give it a listen, and I'll see you guys soon. Adios.